Right now. Let me see those hands again. Hey, on the hey, everybody jump. Jump, 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 jump. Everybody jump, 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 jump. Come listen. Some of y'all know how to do this. Some of y'all don't. Some of y'all might do good this. Some of y'all Florida Congressman Matt Gates joins me now. Congressman, thank you for coming back. Without C-SPAN, it occurs to me that without C-SPAN cameras, we would not have seen you nearly attacked by Mike Rogers. Do you think that incident is an example of why some of your colleagues, they don't want full camera access? No, I think that the reason people have opposed our effort to democratize viewing of the House floors because in many of the debates, no one's present. And they want to maintain the fiction that that's actual legislating. And whenever there is sharp disagreement or discord or fiery debate on the floor or in committee, the camera always catches those moments. But there are also moments of great interpersonal warmth and collaboration and the forming of alliances that you might not normally see, whether it's myself talking to Ilhan Omar about war powers or Pramila Jayapal about big tech regulation or discussing floor strategy with AOC. I think the American people would be able to humanize Congress more if they saw more of our human interactions and not just the theater that's on display during much of the debate. 100%. I totally agree with him. I mean, Matt is just playing right when he says this. This is him talking uh, on CNN about C-SPAN with Michael Smirconish. Let all of those facts settle in. Uh, <laughs> he hadn't been on CNN in a while, but he actually uh, put out a commentary the other day and basically said, look, I, I was, um, you know, I was invited on CNN. I haven't been back. I haven't been there in a while, but... Um, you know, they did a good job. They they, they kind of have realized that their ratings suck. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch what they do anymore. And uh, he did a really good interview with Michael Smirconish over the weekend, and he kind of praises them for recognizing that um, it's bad. He said, uh, CNN is clearly changing. Today, a serious host asked me serious questions uh, about serious issues. It wasn't propaganda for either side. Thank you, Smirconish, for the thoughtful discussion. And most of it, I mean, I think he's being a little charitable. Uh, I thought Smirconish did kind of, Focus on some of the dumber aspects of this topic of having the cameras on the House floor. It was really fixated on the whole, you know, did you or didn't you almost get into a brawl with uh, Mike Rogers? But fine. Okay, fine. You know, Matt's trying to be nice to him when they're trying to make a step, which is good. But I totally agree. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the cameras. You know, I, for example, you know, the uh, Gulf Breeze City Council does not do a live stream. I don't like that. I, I want to be able to watch. You know, just just think of all of the material we would have missed if the city council of Milton didn't do live stream. <laughs> or, you know, like, and on, on that note, I'm actually, is it weird, um, Candy, that I kind of miss um, Shannon Rice? Like, <laughs> she I know, I do too. She was so a superstar. Drama, I, know. I know, and I wasn't involved. I and, mean, I, sort of. and, and I thought a lot of times she made good points. She's had a habit of making them in a excessively. Um, incendiary way, but you know she was entertaining, and now it's kind of. Well, I've given them a couple of weeks, you know, a couple of meetings. I'm like, well, so here we are. I know. Okay. How do we recast? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, just kidding. I, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. We love, we love, love, no, love but, everything. Like for do. example, but sometimes it's a matter of you want. I want the clips to be able to do a more interesting radio show because I want to be able to play these people for you so you can hear them for themselves in their own words instead of you know having to do an interview because. 
it'd be very easy. To, I'm, I'm off on like the third tangent of my topic here, but it's okay. Um, it's only 514. It's only five, I know, I'm just <laughs> starting. started three minutes ago. No, I mean, one of the easiest ways to do a radio show is just to call a bunch of people and schedule interviews. I mean, it's super easy. It takes no time, and then you have them on fine. And you notice I don't do a lot of, uh, outside of like law enforcement, and the mayor, I don't do a lot of interviews as much as I used to. And the, the reason is simple. They do meetings, so they don't have to do interviews. Because I can tell you yeah. what they said in the meetings when they talk about this stuff. And then that's their commentary. Like, if somebody, you know, like they did this whole uh, presentation about the broadband last week. I'll probably cover that today. And because um, I finally got to cutting up the clips for it. Well, you know, I could have somebody on to talk about what they did in the meeting. Or I could play you the meeting. Because that's why they have the meeting. You know, anyway, so it's very easy, very lazy to do it the other way. But the problem is sometimes you don't have access to the information. Like, again, Gulf Breeze City Council, they don't stream their meetings. They did briefly during the pandemic, and then it was terrible, the poor quality. Uh, but they don't. Uh, same thing for um, Santa Rosa Island Authority. Endlessly frustrating to me that the Santa Rosa Island Authority uh, doesn't stream, post, anything. Uh, Transportation Planning Organization, another one where you can, I mean, you can... Watch it live <laughs> if you're lucky and you remember when it is and you ask them for permission. But some entities are very good about making their stuff available. Both county commissions are very good about this. Uh, city Council and Milton City Council in uh, Pensacola, very, very good at this. Other organizations, not as good about this. And so I'm a big believer in give people access to the raw video, not just even the cherry pick moments that C-SPAN wants, but, you know, let the different camera angles catch stuff down on the floor. That's good because you get to see the whole context. And I totally agree with Matt that you see all kinds of different things, including not the juicy, hot, tense moments, but the afterward, the reconciliation, the smiling. And you can really judge this stuff in its context. Mike and I are fine. We've worked together before. We will again in the future. Uh, but if we had more dynamic camera angles, then I think you'd see these flare-ups and then the backslapping afterwards and the agreement. And the American people could see alliances form and dissolve in real time rather than just getting a more curated rendition of what happens. Absolutely. By the way, same thing for the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has never allowed cameras inside. They, uh, they only, during the pandemic, started allowing live audio. And so you'd see like on TV when they play the audio, they do like the artist rendition drawing and then they play the audio over it. And it's the best you can do for TV, but it's still it's silly that you can't see the video. I mean, what year is this? Right. But that's kind of always been their argument. Some of the old guard in Congress opposes this because they want to continue to maintain the fiction that when four or five people are on the floor spending millions of dollars, uh, that that is actually the action of the whole legislative body when the reality is far different. And if we had cameras on the floor, my suspicion is we would have far better attendance during the debates that impact the lives of our fellow Americans. Most definitely. Look at the Florida legislature. The Florida le legislature, you have cameras and everything for everything. And you have a picture of what's going on. And yes, it is absolutely true that they perform for the camera. No doubt. Of course, they're politicians and not idiots. If you were on TV, you'd perform for the TV too. That's okay. That's part of it. And by the way, what also happens is when you're on camera a lot, you start to forget you're on camera. And the more things are just continuously recorded and streamed, the more you just kind of forget that it's happening in what I think is a good way. Because then you just do your stuff. And then sometimes you're like, oh, I forgot that was on camera. <laughs> but that's okay, because that's kind of the point, too. How does it help the American people to have Congress people performing for the cameras, 
They're already accomplishing nothing, and this will only get worse as they mug for publicity. What do you want to say to David, who submitted that? That was an email. Well, we mug for pl publicity plenty. Don't you think the American people ought to see when the actual sausage is being made? The conversations we have on the floor result in votes and bills and co-sponsorships, and I think that more transparency is better. Uh, oftentimes, on the floor, you're lobbying for the legislation or the appropriations that you care about, and people then will be able to lash what they observe with the legislative outcomes and then be able to make better judgments on the people who are there to represent them. Nothing wrong with that. Now, I will say this, though, in theory, I totally agree with Matt. I think the practical thing to, to, to believe is not that uh, studious citizens of the United States of America's governmental process will watch every moment of floor video in order to put together the tick by talk of every time that a legislator talks with another person in order to convince them to vote a certain I just don't I, I think instead what we'd get is we'd get more drama moments good and bad maybe as the highlights on Twitter and so you'd probably that would be the net takeaway would be something like that uh, but I do I do think Matt makes a very very honest confession here which is not true just about him but about every legislator well we mug for pl publicity plenty <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. Five. That's how you get elected and reelected. I mean, five twenty on News Radio ninety two three. Foggy, by the way, wow. very very foggy, and it's the kind of fog that it comes and goes a lot. Like when you're driving, all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing like one hundred and fifty feet away, and then all of a sudden, you're like. Is that my hood? You know, it's so, weird. And then some of the lights are out on Fairfield driving in. I, yeah. I, same. I had the same experience coming across on Creighton, where I'm like, "Well, it's my light. Where's the other light? I, I don't know if it's the it's fog bizarre. or if it's out or if it's what." But yeah. um, if you can't see, slow down. Like if you can't see where, you, and it'll it'll come upon you suddenly, where you're like, everything's fine, and then you're like, "Did I take my glasses off?" Yeah. So just mm -hmm. please be careful this morning when you're driving around. I'm Andrew McKay. Is your home your dream home? Or does it at least have the potential to be your dream home? Maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you just need new appliances. If that's the case, you need to check out Topps Appliance in Milton. Locally owned and operated, Topps Appliance has just what you need to turn your home into your dream home. Top of the line freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, stoves, plus washer and dryer combos. Topps Appliance carries the name brands that you know and trust, including GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and so much more. And they have a full installation and service department, something the big box stores just don't offer. They also keep Keep most items in stock so you can take it home today. Turn your ordinary home into your dream home with an appliance upgrade from Topps Appliance. Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test.
Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Jacksonville area attorneys. Offices in Jacksonville and by appointment only in Pontevedra Beach. Online at CordellCordell.com. Lisa Cargis, Florida resident partner. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. Always with you, it cannot be done. This is... Digging deep for the, can you name it? Do you know the movie? Zoolander. The Zoolander soundtrack. That's right. Wise guys start the, this was actually my theme Putting music. Putting it in my phone right now. <laughs> Why? This was your theme music? This was music? my intro music when I was in uh, in, in uh, Phoenix. Yeah, for sure. So oh, I wow. love that. I've, I've heard that a lot. That's a cool song. Oh my gosh. Really yeah, is. I haven't seen a, a uh, and, and when I lived in Phoenix, we had water. Have you seen this story? Yeah. This is crazy. It's completely understandable, but it's crazy. Um, in uh, oh, Rio Verde foothills, which is, if you, you kind of have to know the geography of Phoenix a little bit to get this story, but you have the, um, uh, the Loop 101 that goes all the way around, the highway that goes all the way around, and that's kind of the perimeter of town. And there's a little bit past that where it's built, but it's basically uh, Indian reservations to the east and the north of that. And then they've built this uh, area outside of that Loop well outside of Scottsdale, uh, uh, Real Verde uh, foothills. And um, Scottsdale's been warning these people for a long time, hey, there's a drought and you get water from us, you need to find another source. Hey, there's a drought, right. you get water from us and you need to find another source. Well, now they've like turned off the water. So the folks in Real Verde foothills who have built all these homes in a place where eh, maybe you shouldn't have, but you know, okay, uh, they don't have water. So they're like having to buy trucks of water to come in and you yeah, know they're trying to take run the laundry and all yeah. this stuff. And can you imagine? I mean, these are I'm sure they're million dollar homes or half million dollar homes. Um, it's I don't remember specifically, and this might have popped up since we lived there. It's been about twelve years. Uh, but yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, if you're in a place where there's no water, it's hard to sell that home too. By the way, oh I you know, bet, if yeah, that's absolutely. What happens? Uh, hey, welcome let's see. to the dead grass. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, David Wayne is in, or the Green Rocks is another thing that's popular in Arizona. Oh yeah, the Green Rock lawns, super weird. Uh, <laughs> David, what's going on in the newsroom, sir? Well, the man accused of killing 23 people at a Walmart in El Paso back in 2019 will not be facing the death penalty in his federal trial. The U.S. Attorney's Office of uh, the Western District of Texas says they don't plan to execute Patrick Crucius, who uh, faces 22 counts of hate crime resulting in death. Republican Congress... Just one note on that, because I know when I first read that story, I had the, they're not seeking the the federal, but the state still is. It is still a state capital murder trial or crime. It's just that the feds are saying they're not pursuing the death penalty. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, so to me, that I was like, oh, they're not going to execute a guy who does a hate crime in Walmart against Mexicans uh, or Hispanic people. And then, no, well, the state, you know, that's right. So go ahead. Can only do it once. Uh, right. Re- Republican exactly. go- Congressman uh, George Santos has been awarded on two House committees. 
uh, seats on two House committees. Santos facing uh, calls for his resignation for lying extensively about his past, currently under investigation by New York prosecutors. And uh, apparently in China, they're planning to let people travel home for the Lunar New Year. This will be the first time they've let him do that in three years. The two-week celebration begins January 22nd. And of course, travel's been restricted for uh, the last three years in China because of the pandemic. So... Big deal there. Very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. 527 here on News Radio 92.3. Yeah, the, that definitely on that uh, death penalty story, I was that was my first reaction too. I was like, they're what? <laughs> they're not going to be seeking the death penalty for this guy? Are you kidding me? This is a like top-of-the-line, clear, pristine death penalty case. But the federal prosecutors are not going to be seeking this. And that's in conjunction with, you remember, that President Biden has said he's against the death penalty, and he promised to kind of do away with it. And so they're in this weird space where, for example, there's a uh, the guy who in 2017 uh, allegedly drove through pedestrians and cyclists on a bike path in New York City. Uh, his name was uh, Saifulio Saipov. Do you remember him? He is still being charged with the death penalty or being charged with capital murder and seeking the death penalty in the federal case because that case began under President Trump's Department of Justice. And during his last six months in office, there were 13 executions. Obviously, President Trump was had no problem with the death penalty. But Attorney General Merrick Garland has now announced a moratorium on carrying out federal executions starting two years ago in 2021. But he has allowed prosecutors who began death penalty cases prior to Biden taking office, particularly this one against Saipov, uh, and as the department reviews the, all the other processes done by the Trump era and their penalty procedures. So they're not starting new death penalty trials, new death penalty cases in the federal level. But of course, in Texas, you still have the opportunity to con- charge him and convict him of capital murder in state court for which he could be subject to the death penalty. At least that's the way I understand. Remember, this is the guy who shot like 20, 25, 24 people in a racist attack in the West Texas Walmart in 2019. Again, if there's ever a guy you should kill, that's the guy you should kill. Okay, so it's not like they're you know they've got some bizarre defense or anything like that. This is purely a matter of you know again elections have consequences. Joe Biden is the president. His Department of Justice is not interested in seeking the death penalty because uh, President Biden himself does not believe in the death penalty. Five twenty nine on News Radio ninety two three. What else do we have going on this morning? Uh, I, I just, there's so much stuff from yesterday that uh, so much stuff every day that I never quite get to. And one of the things that we're we're looking at right now, by the way, is the whole you know the debt limit. We're up against the debt limit. And this, if you if you hear the news, it might be a little bit hard to understand. You know why is it that we're up against the debt limit? Uh, what's it tomorrow? I think is when we run out of money to borrow. And you say, well, okay, what are they going to do? Well, Janet Yellen says they're going to take temporary, extraordinary measures. And what that's going to do is that's going to give us a little bit of breathing space until June. What are they doing that they can get breathing space till June? Well, the answer is they're not paying into the retirement funds for the civil service and federal employees. That's the solution. The solution is that they're going to not pay into the almost a trillion dollar in net assets uh, pool of money that you pay the retirement funds out for civil service and federal employees. And so if they don't pay into that for six months, which they've done this before 16 times, they've done it before, then they can basically use the money that would have gone to that to pay the other debt service. So it's IOUs into that. So they're not cutting back. They're just not paying into the retirement fund that they don't have to draw on just yet. And of course, if you're smart, you realize, 
but eventually they will have to. Yeah, oh yeah, they have to make that up later when they un- when they figure out whatever the deal's going to be. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. House Republicans are demanding more answers from the White House about classified documents found at President Biden's home and former office. White House Counsel's Office spokesman Ian Sam says they're sharing what they can. The very nature of being cooperative with an ongoing investigation means that we need to let that investigation play out and to try to be respectful of facts as they come to light through that investigation. And that's being conducted by an independent special counsel. A polar bear kills two people in Alaska. Alaska state troopers say a polar bear entered the far western community of Wales, where it chased several residents before fatally attacking a woman and boy. Another resident was able to shoot and kill the bear. Scientists say as sea ice disappears, polar bears are spending more time on land, increasing the chance of encounters. Fox's Carmen Roberts is the first First fatal polar bear attack reported in Alaska in 32 years. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 531 News Radio 92364. It's cloudy in Pensacola right now. The city of Milton confirming the discovery of those human remains at the Milton Cemetery yesterday was not foul play. Police Chief Tony Tindall also says cemetery logs did show that the estimated 20-year-old remains matched identification records belonging to an unmarked grave. The Blue Wahoos getting ready for this year's season. That means they're looking for individuals that can fill their seasonal job needs. We get more from News Radio's Joe Ford. The Wahoos say they will host two nights of their annual job fair. The first event will be held on Tuesday, January 24th at the Brownsville Community Center from 5 to 8, while the second event will take place Wednesday, February 15th from 4 to 7 at Wahoo Stadium. The team has several game day positions available in departments including box office and ticket sales, merchandise, community relations, stadium operations, and food and beverage. Interviews will be held on site and you're encouraged to bring a resume to discuss your experience and qualifications. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Thank you very much, Joe. Members of our local Florida Highway Patrol troop being recognized for their efforts in rescuing a five-year-old human trafficking victim after a car chase in Okaloosa County. Yesterday, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody honored Corporal Jacob Moore and Troopers Ethan Ellerby, Matthew Davis, and Ronald Kuhn. We're involved in an interdiction on the interstate and apprehended an armed trafficker, a known felon and gang member, and at the same time, they rescued a child victim from the car. FHP uh, investigation in that case revealed the suspect had transported the child from South Florida to Okaloosa County in order to coerce the victim into sex work and creating child pornography. Pensacola State College planning to retire the jersey number for Carla Williams during their game tonight against Northwest Florida State College. The ceremony will be held during the intermission between the women's and men's games. The women's game starts at 5.30 at Hartzell Arena. Ceremony should happen roughly between 6.30 and 7. Attendees are encouraged to wear the color purple in Williams' honor. Williams was killed in a domestic violence-related shooting last May. Staffing problems are uh, stopping some veterans in Florida from getting the care they need. An official with the Florida Department of Veterans Affairs went before a House subcommittee in Tallahassee yesterday. He said 34 veterans who should be in nursing homes can't be placed in one because of the home's lack of adequate staff. He says another 120 veterans have applied to be placed in a home but are awaiting acceptance. 
It's 534 News Radio. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather. Warm and humid day out there today with mostly cloudy skies, 40% chance of rain, high near 75. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be dropping around 65 degrees. As you go into Thursday, thunderstorms possible through the morning hours, 50% chance of rain through the morning, high near 72. Rain clears out by Thursday afternoon with temperatures dropping near 48 degrees overnight. For Friday, sunshine returns with temperatures dropping into the 60s for highs. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. It is 64 and cloudy in Pensacola, 64 in Gulf Breeze, 61 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host played volleyball in college. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru. The men and women here at Anderson Subaru are committed to the Subaru Love Promise, a promise between us and our communities, a promise to make the Gulf Coast a better place to live, to work, and to play. And we're proud of what we've accomplished. From our ongoing support of the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association and Ascension Sacred Heart to volunteering with Feeding the Gulf Coast, we've conducted clothing drives for loaves and fishes and charity auctions for Gulf Coast Kids House, and we support Sherwood Elementary School in multiple ways. We're committed to the pet in our communities too by supporting dog adoption events with Phoenix Rising Rescue, Barktoberfest with Pensacola Humane Society, and Potty Gras with Wolfgang Park and Bruce. And the love continues through donations, volunteering, and monetary support. Anderson Subaru is making a difference in the lives of our neighbors and our community. The Subaru Love Promise. That's a promise we intend to keep at Anderson Subaru Highway 29 just north of Car City, Pensacola online at andersonsubaru.com Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. Datarevs.com. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620.
Good morning, 538 News Radio 923 Foggy. Please be careful while you're driving around. Seriously, be careful because it's uh, one of those things where you just drive into something not seeing it because it can change pretty suddenly. You can see a ways and then you can't see anything at all. So please use caution this morning. Yesterday, we had a chance to talk to uh, Scambia Sheriff Chip Simmons as we do on Tuesday. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so interestingly, you know, you and I are talking about this real briefly off the air, and I know law enforcement types never want to celebrate a good thing because you feel like that's going to jinx it somehow. But right. even though there have been gun incidents, shootings, drive-bys, and you know people hurt, you told me something that it surprised me, and it's my job to know this stuff. What's true since November? Uh, well, we haven't had a homicide since uh, right around, I think it's 25th of November was the last homicide we've had. So we're coming up on two months. Yeah, you know, again, we don't want to jinx things. I sure. don't know that I'm a believer in the jinx. Exactly. But I mean, I yeah. do think, I do believe in, and tell people what's going on. And, and we'll have this discussion tomorrow, coincidentally. We'll have the gun crimes uh, or gun uh, roundtable round mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow. And we'll we'll discuss some successes and, and, and why that is. Yeah. You know, is it luck? Is it is it based on some of the policies that we've put in place, some of the efforts that we've done? Uh, probably a little bit of everything. No, and, and we're, we'll talk a little, well, I guess we'll talk about it now, but the, if people want to attend, the public is not just allowed to attend, but I think they're going to be able to speak at this one. Is that right? Yeah, the plan is, well, after the first one, let me back up a little bit. After the first one, people say, hey, you know what, I, I'd like to charge where we can give comments or ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we wouldn't. I wouldn't mind having a chance to to speak to the yeah. group and some things that we've seen work and do not work. I said, you know what? I, let's let's do that. Let's let's set aside the first thirty minutes or so. Um, depends on who, how many people want to talk, and then we'll allow them an opportunity to to speak if they if they have a, a story that they want to relay and and you know maybe a personal story or or something that was working. Then we'll be glad to discuss that and let the, give them an opportunity to talk about that. We have a a round table because I'm, I'm a fan of efficiency and making sure that we, we waste people's time and we just talk about things that are important and come away thinking that we've actually done something. Sure. I, 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 if you let everyone talk and, you know, for as long as they want to, then sometimes time gets away when you're there for four hours, like some of our, some of our commission. And I am aware that meetings meetings. that don't have as strict of a time structure sometimes do go a little longer. Yes. Yeah. So I think we'll have a little bit of both. We'll, we'll obviously have some cards there. So if people don't get a chance to talk, they can still, if it's really important to them, they can. And uh, we write those down and we can discuss those as we as we get moving. But we look to have pretty much the same the same group that we had last time carry on with the conversations that we had, uh, you know, last year. And and again, go over some of the things that, that we had talked about, uh, the real time crime center, the shot spotter, some of those mm-hmm. things that we talked about that were still in, in the works. Now we can give an update on where we're at with those things. Yeah, no, I look forward to it. Again, it's going to be tomorrow night at uh, Brownsville Community Center, 530? Right, 530 for if you want to talk, and we're going to probably kick off. We'll all be there at 530. Okay. And then we'll probably look to kick off the, the our conversation portion at about 6 o'clock. Very or good. Or so. Uh, back to things that are going on, just, you know, crimes uh, and that. Even though, again, no homicide. We did have a shooting. Somebody got shot on Saxon Street. Is that right? Uh, that's right. Yeah, we got a call of a of a shots fired disturbance. When we get on on Saxon Street, we find out that there was a victim of of what appeared to be an aggravated battery. Someone had hit this individual with an item. While we're there, we find out that another individual shows up at West Florida Hospital with a, a gunshot wound or two. And so during the investigation, we found out that the person that was at West Florida Hospital with uh, gunshot wounds was the person that battered. The, the other person. So we have one person was battered with an item and that person was shot with a, with a firearm. So uh, the, the individual that, that was shot uh, is going to be 
charged and we're still investigating all the details around it so the the, the person that shot him was was a victim of an aggravated battery okay so the 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 male was being physically violent against the victim a female i presume or we can't don't say can't say yeah it's know. a domestic okay, situation yes, okay. so i can't talk about uh, yeah that. right uh but then she um shot him and so he's going to be the one charged because she was acting essentially in self-defense in a domestic violence situation or something like that yeah, and from my understanding, it's a, a an age difference, so it may not okay. be a, the 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 type of romantic domestic situation domestic. you're talking about. Okay, but I will tell you that yes, uh, an individual was was the victim of an aggravated battery. That individual um, shot. Got it. Her assailant or All his right. assailant, whoever, whichever way it worked. Um, but yeah, so we're still working on it, and and like you said, we can we're going to determine whether it was reasonable mm-hmm. and and or not. And if it was reasonable, then there will be no additional charges. If it was not reasonable, then Obviously, we'll 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 uh, charge people accordingly. We had a a story. Sometimes a story will shock you or shocks me. I'll just speak for myself because it's so just horrid. Even though in the grand scheme of the harm that it does to somebody, it may not be as bad, but it's just awful. And this was a case where we had well, you had a man who's been charged with using an elderly woman abusing her and using her to like turning her over and using her to mop up urine on the floor is that what the story is here? i mean this is an awful thing to imagine sadly that's that's the that's what happened um, we get the report that a caregiver uh had been had been abusing the individual that they were supposed to be giving care to Ugh. and um there were there were surveillance video inside the the home and there was an argument and uh, a disagreement, to say the least. And then this this guy, he um, he grabbed her and then he he used her to mop up the, the it was a dog urine I think that was on the floor that, that started this this argument. And it's just it, um, I happen to see the video, and it angers me yeah. <laughs> to no end. But well, for a caregiver, I mean, it, the thing in itself. But for somebody who's tasked with the care of an elderly person, in addition to the horrific thing itself, well, I mean, clearly you shouldn't be a caregiver. Um, right. Secondly, you you know uh, the the level of you know human concern is is, mm-hmm. is questionable in this case right there. And anyways, we arrested the the guy, and uh, and he'll he'll have to you know face these charges. And and again, it's just I, I, there's no words you can describe how you feel about people that do this to another right. person especially to someone that's that's elderly and and to, get, to me it makes it worse you know because they're they're in a vulnerable position anyways right. as children or elderly it's just that they're to me they're extra vulnerable they should we should use extra care um with with these individuals um you know first of all as a level of respect and then just as a as a basic human being um but again um he's been charged and he will he'll face the He'll face justice. I do have just a quick follow-up on that. But before I do that, let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Candy? Um, on Magritte's, because I've looked it up, and everything's fine. Everything's fine as we take a look around. I know, I'm sorry. I rot. Uh, as we take a look around Pensacola, we are watching an area at Pace and Fairfield, and uh, the lights are out in that area in addition to the heavy, heavy fog. So certainly use caution wherever you are. Uh, certainly if you have something, 437-1620, you can always text that in. It is 545. So this... And this story, was it in her home? Was it in some kind of a uh, facility environment? Because if there was home. a camera, it was in her home. But she home. had cameras inside? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and, and apparently he knew about the cameras. And, and again, that's my opinion, but clearly didn't care. Right. Wow. Okay. But that's... Uh, 
I mean, I, so I have always said that I, I don't love the idea of the inside the house camera because of privacy concerns. Right. But, and I've talked to you about this before, from a law enforcement perspective, many times cases have been far easier to resolve or just to figure out what happened because of in-home cameras, right? Well, I think in this case, my understanding is that the family of the, the elderly individual was, was one of the cameras and they're just a... To monitor what's, oh, okay. what's going on with their with their loved one because and, she needed and, care, right, therefore she needed monitoring. Sort of okay, yeah, okay, all right. Well, that that makes sense. You also have um, you've kind of been involved in a case where you're trying to keep somebody who shot a deputy in jail. Uh, the insanity defense is being offered as a possible way to try to get this person out of jail, and uh, somehow or other, you've kind of been dragged into this. I guess what's going on here. Well, I mean, dragged into it. We had one of our deputies uh, a couple of years ago. We, we, we were called to a, an individual's house, and he was just seeking assistance. And we had two deputies arrive. Uh, they knocked on the front door. They showed up in the marked cruiser car. Mm-hmm. And um, then one went to the side carport door, and one went around to the other uh, side of the house. We're looking to help. You know, we, we get a call, and we're looking to help. And when uh, the deputy went to the side carport, uh, went to the door, the door opened, and this individual shot our deputy four times. So hit him four times. Hit him in the arm, in the back, in the chest, and, and in the head. Um, that We were able to return fire, uh, injuring the suspect. And anyway, all this has been going on, and now we're at a point where it's, it's before the judge. And I thought that uh, I, should, I should give my opinion. So I wrote a letter asking the judge to consider, you know, not allowing this individual back into our community. Well, I understand mental health concerns. I, I, I really do. Um, you know, if you recall, we're one of the only two agencies that have mental health response unit that, that's, uh, you know, c- coming around in the, state, in the entire state of Florida. However, I have to look after my deputies. I have to look after the safety of our citizens and, and you know, there's some, you know, one individual, I guess the, the, the defense attorney um, took offense to my opinion. But, I mean, if he can have opinion, I can have opinion. As a citizen um, and as um, a sheriff. Yeah, right. right. And, and the decision's not been made. That's why it's going before the judge. So I, I simply wrote a letter. It wasn't anything. I'm not criticizing anyone. I wasn't criticizing the, the attorney, the judge, the system or anything, at least not yet. And, and I just wanted my opinion heard. I feel like I have to stand up for our, for our deputies. Sure. And, and my concern is that the next time, um, you know, an individual like this, if you were to out, out in our community, calls for help. I mean, who's going to go? We're going to have to go. And, or uh, a paramedic's going to have to go. A firefighter's going to have to go. And, and, and that's only if the situation is at their home. It, it it could be you know out in a store somewhere too right. so it just it was just a concern and 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 i let my opinion be known that's it, i'm not okay i wasn't elected to be quiet about things that, that, <laughs> that, that protect my community i wasn't and, uh, elected so to be I don't quiet do that. It's just, oh my god uh <laughs> i'm thinking of grady judd elected to be quiet um hey a quick good news note you guys graduated five um uh guardians from the program training program right right yeah we have a uh really a, a coordinated effort with the school district where we train by statute the sheriff's office has to train the guardians so we train the guardians and they place the guardians in schools um where, where there are not uh school resource officers and right. sometimes where there are you know we, we don't talk about exactly which school has resource officers right. which ones have guardians and which ones have both uh, or which ones have two deputies you know two deputies right. that, are, that are there so uh, it's just a, a supplement to the to the safety for our school children and, and we'll always i will always um, you know, side with the safety of our children. More know. trained armed people who can defend our kids. I'm, you know, that's exactly. good. In fact, that's even why we're looking for this real-time crime center where we can tap into every school, you know, so we'll know real-time what's going on in the school so we can better our response. 
And for the first time in a couple of years, yesterday you got to put on the uh, the big black cowboy hat and give out some beads to uh, some parade attendees yesterday, yeah, right? Yeah, we had MLK parade. Yeah, um, you know, we, we we I didn't put the hat on for for that specific one. We wear those hats for for a number of different occasions, but it was it was good to be out. The weather was perfect, um, and it was it was it was fairly well attended. And and like you said, they had they had put this off for a couple of years because of COVID, and it was good to be back. We had the prayer breakfast on Saturday. I was fortunate to attend and give remarks, and then we had this, uh, you know, the, the the actual parade yesterday. So it was, it was just a good day. Very good. Well, Sheriff Chip Simmons, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, thanks for doing what you do for our community. We we'll look forward to the gun violence roundtable discussion tomorrow night at Brownsville Community Center. You bet. Y'all take care. And by the way, of course, that's tonight because we did this interview yesterday. So tonight at five thirty at Brownsville is going to be the. Uh, discussion about gun violence. 551 here on News Radio 923. You've got a Beamer, you've got a Porsche, you've got a Mercedes, a Genesis, a Jaguar, a Lexus, and you think, hey, I got to take these into the dealership to get them serviced. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, you, you know, the cost, the time, I mean, it's more to go to the dealership. It's often a distance to drive, especially if the dealership's in Mobile. Uh, no, you can take them right here uh, on Davis Highway to Bobby Lake's Auto Service. Works on those cars all the time. No problem. Same thing for the diesel engines. They're special, a little bit, you know, different than the gas engines, but he works on those all the time. You know, your truck's working great, and then it's not. Take it to Bobby Likas. Uh, their philosophy is they want to see you for little stuff like the preventative maintenance, the routine checkups to make sure to prevent as much as you can the big catastrophic problems, which is kind of the idea of preventative maintenance, to see you for the little things, not the big things. The philosophy is embedded in the name of their website, carclinicservice.com, like a healthcare clinic for your car. 2021, Carfax rated them a top-rated service center, average customer reviews of four and a half or above. So whatever your auto needs, take it to Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs, ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stephen? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Are you a business owner stressing about the high cost of health care plans or wondering how you can compete in today's labor market? ProHealth is here to help. ProHealth's medical membership program is just $45 per month per employee. That's just 28 cents an hour for full-time employees. This program covers unlimited primary care and teledoc visits with zero copay and many more benefits. No appointment is ever necessary at ProHealth. Beat the high cost of health care with ProHealth's medical membership. Not convinced? Think about how much a sick employee is going to cost you. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Campbell's makes everything.
Well, today, Biden spoke at an event honoring MLK, and Dr. King's daughter-in-law was there. It was actually her birthday, so Biden decided to sing to her. Let's see how that went. <laughs> On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valerie. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> first rule, first rule, don't start singing happy birthday unless you know the person's name. <laughs> By the way, I will have you know, I watched this speech. I covered the Biden MLK Day speech yesterday, That's right? You right? Sure did, yeah. did I play this clip? No. I was being nice. Because I get You're on Biden. You're nicer than Jimmy Fallon. That's right. I, yeah, I, I get that. on Biden all the time for his gaffes, his goofs, his errors, his cognitive failures. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to give it a pass. I'm going to give it a pass this time just because I'm not. It, we don't need to talk about this. and It's fine. And then sure enough, Fallon and Colbert both did segments <laughs> on this. And I, so just, you know, for those of you who think like uh, Andrew's always against the Listen. Even I give Biden grace a lot. <laughs> no, I like how you're trying to stunt yourself as a good person. Right, you're here, have to yeah. get your story straight with See, God. But, right, yeah, exactly, whatever. here. Yeah, that must have been real special for that. Uh, uh, there's a reason why the birthday song at TGI Fridays doesn't have the name in it. <laughs> Rookie move, Joe. Uh, every singer knows that when you forget the lyric, that's when you point the mic towards the crowd. It's like, happy birthday, dear. <laughs> Happy birthday! Did do that? I mean, come on. All right, let's let's give him a break. It's not like Biden's done this before. Happy birthday, Danette. Happy birthday. At a different event previously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he's just at a point in his life when he's like, I just have no shame. I don't care. Whatever. Screw it. They're gonna make fun of me. They're gonna make fun of me. <laughs> Five fifty-six on News Radio ninety-two-three. David Wayne's in the newsroom yeah. with our headlines. When's David? your birthday? What's that? I said, when's your birthday, blah, blah. <laughs> June. Okay. A Massachusetts man being arraigned today on murder charges related to the disappearance of his wife. Prosecutors announced charges yesterday against Brian Walsh, indicated more details about the evidence that led to those murder charges will be revealed today. A disabled veteran now accusing freshman Republican Congressman George Santos of fraud over a fundraising effort for his sick dog. Richard Osthoff says back in 2016, Santos, who was... Using the name Anthony DeVolder. I was literally just going to say, I bet it's not his real name. Like, I bet George Santos isn't even his real name. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I'm totally He's a man of you many names. You have me captivated now. Possibly go ahead. many names. Uh, who was going by the name Anthony DeVolder promised him he could raise money for surgery to remove a tumor from Osthoff's service dog. Osthoff says the online fundraiser that was set up raised about $3,000, but... The money never showed up, and the dog ended up dying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, reality TV stars Todd and Julie Christley are now in prison. Uh, the stars of Christley Knows Best were convicted, of course, on bank fraud charges. Todd Christley uh, made it to Pensacola yesterday. Channel 3, actually, I believe, live-streamed him they showing up. They had it staked up. out. Yeah, yes. they had a van out on Softly Field Christley? Road, right? Yeah, I know. And, the, and I, was, I, was, I was loving the coverage because it was like, well, we've seen a person coming in in an SUV with a pillow in front of their face, and we believe that, you know, like... Right. <laughs> well, up until noon, it was kind of a slow news day, yeah, so, you know, there wasn't a lot going on. Yeah. 
The day kind of spiraled out of control after that. <laughs> right. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. Yeah, if you're wondering where is he, uh, that's where he's at. He's over at what used to be Softly Field because, you know, there's the solar field, mm-hmm. the old, you know, the airstrip there. Uh, there's the the solar field, and then there's that very, very minimum security. Like, I think I think the level of security is that there's a line on the ground you don't cross. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's kind of where it's at. So, yeah, if you're super bored one day and you want to go out there with your binoculars, I would assume you can I see do. him walking around. I don't want to bust him out or anything. Thing, but like I love that show. Five fifty eight on News Radio ninety two three. Oh my god. Oh by the way, again, just just in case, okay. I, just I'm I'm trying to prove the point that I, I'm not the evil, horrible, terrible, you know, uh, right winger that you always some critics think I am. Fallon went on to make fun of Biden. Minutes to when he wasn't belting out "Happy Birthday," he was doing that weird whisper thing again. Which brings us to the Which I also didn't make fun of on purpose. Whisper in chief. The whisper in chief. This is funny. Because he does. He does that whisper thing. It's so weird. All these new IRS agents we have is because they fired a lot of them. If any of these bills happen to reach my desk, I will veto them. I think the highest individual one was a million two hundred or something. I didn't hear a word. Again, I'm telling you, it's it's so funny because I thought about this while I was watching the show last night. I was like, uh, and this is actually the previous day. I was like, I passed on these things. I thought, eh, I'm just gonna let it be. You know, I'm gonna let it be. Oh man, Fallon <laughs> and Colbert both. All right, we'll be back in a little bit. News Radio 92.3. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Speaking of Biden, over the weekend, five more pages of classified... A woman charged with terroristic threats for threatening an elementary school. More after five.